0: This is Andrew Fitzgerald from the Everytown Podcast, where every single week we dive into insane and mysterious true crime stories, most of which you've never heard of. Stories like the bizarre disappearance of Tyler Davis in Columbus, Ohio, a 29-year-old father trying to find his way back to his hotel when he disappeared and was never heard from again, and Elizabeth Shove from Lugoff, South Carolina, who was abducted from her driveway by a madman. And take into his underground bunker in the woods. And we give you all the details you're interested in hearing about, without any fluff or fillers, because ain't nobody got time for that. We cover everything from psychopaths to poltergeists. So go check out the Everytown podcast, because every town, no matter how nice it may seem, has a dark side.
1: Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett.
0: On this episode, in search of the historical King David and King Solomon, leads to some stunning findings.
2: When we go to our roots, we find the whole thing clear. We find that we are all brothers. We are all together. We have the same family. We are the same people.
0: This podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Paranormal Contractors. Maybe you have a problem and you don't feel comfortable discussing it with friends or coworkers. There's something going on in your home or business and you can't explain it. Maybe it's, dare I say, something paranormal. Something even demonic. This is no time to be dealing with amateur ghost hunters. You need to bring in the professionals. Paranormal Contractors is a division of crime and trauma scene cleaners. They use the latest technology to investigate, authenticate, and remediate your ghost or demon problem. Call 1-866-724-0800. 1-866-724-0800. Or email them at paranormalcontractors at gmail.com. Tell them Richard sent you. Check out their YouTube channel, Paranormal Contractors, for things that go bump in the night.
1: Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites.
0: Author Ahmed Osman is standing by on the line from England to discuss the origins of King David and King Solomon and the roots of ancient Israel. And I think you're going to find this a fascinating discussion. You know, Israel is a place I've always wanted to visit. It's high on my list. I'd like nothing more than to take the family and retrace Jesus' steps through the Holy Land and to be able to bring all of those wonderful Bible stories to life. And what's amazing is that so many stories and characters in the Bible are once thought by skeptics to be pieces of fiction, were later proven to be historically accurate after some archaeological discovery. It happens time and time again. One character from the Bible, however, whose origin remains a mystery is King David. Skeptics continue to insist he was not a real person, but Ahmed Osman believes he's found proof that he was real. and turns out we were just looking in the wrong time and the wrong place. Ahmed has discovered an intriguing backdoor into biblical history and asks a compelling question. Did the authors of the Old Testament attribute the military victories of an Egyptian pharaoh to David, the famous slayer of Goliath? Ahmed Osman has been trying to discover the historical origin of the stories of the Bible for the last 30 years. He's the author of several books, including Christianity, an Ancient Egyptian Religion, moses and achmenaten and the lost city of exodus his latest is the egyptian origins of king david and the temple of solomon ahmed osman welcome to conspiracy unlimited how are you
2: i'm all right thank you for inviting me
0: my pleasure first of all let's talk about a king david for those not familiar with this poet shepherd king in the uh, the Old Testament. Just tell us a little bit about who he was supposed to be.
2: Uh, he, he was a, an ordinary young shepherd who liked music and so on. And the king uh, invited him to help him to, I mean, uh, to play music and so on. And then eventually there was a conflict between a Palestinian or first-time uh, laws and uh, the Israelites, and uh, a giant came to challenge the Israelites. Nobody was able to face him. Then this young man, David, challenged him and was able to beat him, and he became, in a day, he became a hero. So much so that even the king uh, was jealous of his popularity among the Israelites at the time. So eventually, uh, although he came from an ordinary background, we know that he became a, a mighty warrior who established a great empire uh, extending from the river of Red in northern Syria to the borders of Egypt, a big, large empire. And uh, he, when he died, this empire was uh, inherited by uh, Solomon, who uh, the king of peace who didn't have to fight uh, for the empire. And his time was uh, the best time. Uh, I mean, he had a, a lot of wives and women and, and and treasure and so on.
0: Right. And of course, so- king, king David is also uh, attributed to uh, uniting the, uh, the the two kingdoms, Judah and the northern kingdom of Israel, into one united kingdom. But the interesting thing, as you point out, about King David, is there is this duality uh to him. Um almost the same as the uh you know the comparing the God of the old and the New Testament. You have the 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 wrathful, seemingly vengeful God of the Old Testament, and then you have this loving, merciful God of the New Testament. With David, you have this poet, um, musician, uh, who is very much in in tune with God, who spoke with God, uh, and then you have this jealous, somewhat conniving David. It's kind of an interesting uh, paradox.
2: Yeah, I mean... uh Obviously, the story was written uh, uh, about six centuries B.C. by the, uh, uh, the, the, the priests uh, in, in Babylon, in, in Iraq, you see. Uh, we don't have a contemporary uh, information at the time. They related him, they place him at the time of the 10th century B.C., and they were I mean, they they had a a conflict between the the, the information they got from oral traditions and from whatever written uh, documents they had at the time. So they had, they composed a a, a very complicated character, really. It's not realistic. Uh, I mean, a young boy who would defeat a giant, a a musician who became an emperor, uh, and, and, and so it, 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 it is not a, rea- a realistic historical kind of a character. It was established later on, uh, obviously relying on some historical uh, 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 transmission of, of news. But uh, this is this is the way they they I mean made the, made up the character.
0: Well, there are the skeptics who say. Uh, There's no archaeological evidence for a a King David or a King Solomon or a Solomon's Temple, for that matter. Uh, But you have another another solution, I suppose, that there was a King David, but, well, I'll let you tell the story.
2: Yeah, the thing is, you see, as you said, modern archaeologists uh, went to to dig at the time of of the uh, 10th century B.C., for the uh, empire established by David. The Bible, uh, I mean, Samuel and, and Kings mentioned specific locations, cities he destroyed and captured and, and built some royal palace. Uh, and so he had some, established some uh, uh, points that archaeologists were trying to dig and, and try to find uh, evidence of it. He established, uh, uh, built a house in in Jerusalem, and he destroyed some cities, establishing this empire. So when he they went to dig at the level, uh, strata of of the 10th century BC, in the very same location uh, mentioned by the Bible, they found no evidence whatsoever, no evidence of destruction, no evidence. Of a palace uh, is uh, built, or or anything else. Uh, so, however, uh, they found exactly uh, uh, all the evidence to confirm the biblical account only five centuries earlier uh, in the during the 15th century B.C. So this is the, the first. I will, I did not uh, follow up the chronology of the Bible. I rather took the story and trying to find it. Uh, I, I, I mean, where did it happen? When when did these things took place? You see, so I found the all the exactly the same uh, story of the Bible of the David. I found it in history, but only 15 centuries earlier, 15 centuries BC. For instance, I mean, the Bible says that David went to regain the uh, uh, empire he lost. And we know that he was a shepherd and he had no empire that he lost. But there is another king, really, who lived on the 15th century BC, who lost the empire and went out to establish it. And it was this uh, 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 empire, exactly mentioned in the Bible, that he achieved, but he did not uh, 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 come from Judea. He came from Egypt. His name is Thutmose the Third. The only empire established in the Middle East, the first ever empire between the Nile uh, uh, River Nile and the Euphrates, was established by Thutmose the Third, Pharaoh of Egypt.
0: So, in other it, words, it, in, in other words, Ahmed, what you're saying is, there was a basis for a King David. But in the in the Bible, it's it's the chronology is all jumbled up, and, and in fact, that that David, King David, is really a composite character, drawn not only from this Pharaoh from I believe the 18th Dynasty, uh, but also from another character. Correct.
2: Correct, and the reason they tried to hide. The original, I mean, uh, Tutmos is the third. The first part of his name is Toth. Uh, this in hieroglyphic is is represented uh, by the ibis uh, bird, which represents uh, uh, Tut, I mean, in, in Egyptian. Uh, the T, Egyptian T, becomes a, a D in Hebrew. So his, his first name is Dud in, in Hebrew. And Dud is a biblical. Hebrew name for David, so the name is correct, but the thing is, because the nature—I mean, for some reason—they wanted to hide. I mean, eventually, if we look at the time of Tutmosis III, whom I think was the historical David, we find the story, another story in the Bible, saying that Abraham, the Hebrew, came from Canaan with his wife Sarah. Uh, uh, I mean, because there was a, a, a kind of a famine in, in, in Canaan, and he came to Egypt. When they came to the borders, uh, entering Egypt, he uh, Abraham told, he, he was Abraham at the time, his name was Abraham, and Sarai. I mean, this, this name changed later. He told his wife, don't say that you are my wife, because they might like you and want to take you from me, they might kill me because of you, to take you from me. Say you are my sister. So, when eventually they came to the Egyptian city, the uh, Pharaoh's people saw her beauty, and they told the Pharaoh, and he wanted to see her. So, he invited Abraham and Sarah, his wife, to his palace, his royal palace, and he asked uh, Abraham if he can marry uh, uh, his sister Sarah and he married her I call this the Bible I mean she was married to Abraham but she, I mean this story could not be a fiction because I mean it is not morally speaking it, it is not uh, uh, something good to talk about it so the, the fact that it, it found in the Bible that Abraham gave his wife to be married to another man to Pharaoh uh, this uh, confirms that it is a real historical event so Pharaoh married uh, Sarah Abraham's wife but eventually he must have found out uh, that she was married to Abraham so he called Abraham and told him why did you tell me she was your sister I mean uh, so I married her take her take Sarah and take all the things I gave you, and leave Egypt. go back to Canaan to your land at the same time he he sent with Sarah uh, uh, another girl lady called Hagar, whom Abraham married after that. so this marriage I mean the Bible doesn't name the uh, the the Pharaoh who married Sarah, but uh, the time uh, of, of of Abraham. Uh, the, at the time of Abraham, it was the third who was the Pharaoh of Egypt. So after this, when Sarah went back to Canaan, she gave birth to uh, Isaac. Now she was married to two men, and now Isaac, whose son was Isaac. I mean, if we look at the events that took place after his, the birth of Isaac, we find very strange things. First of all, Abraham wanted to slaughter the, the baby, uh, offering him uh, uh, on the on the altar in, in Jerusalem. Why should he slaughter his son?
0: Well, because well, presumably because according to the the Bible tells us that God was testing his testing his his faith, and he asked uh, he asked Abraham to to.
2: I mean, I don't think uh, because testing his faith, but it was the, the Lord, he told him, don't slaughter him, don't sacrifice him, and uh, not only that, before uh, I mean Isaac was born, when Sarah was pregnant the Lord speak to uh, Abraham, and gave him some instructions, you and all the people the men in your house should be circumcised now, i up to that uh, time, only Egyptians' uh, male were circumcised. So this was a, a kind of a covenant between the Lord and Abraham to become a, a kind of Egyptians, you see. Interesting. And then again, he told him that your descendants, I mean, uh, uh, will inherit the land between the river Euphrates and the borders of Egypt. And this was exactly uh, the uh, the empire established by Pharaoh of the time
0: toothmosis the third
2: the third so now, let me just
0: sorry uh, because you're you're throwing a lot of in, in, amazing information here, Ahmed, I just want to recap and make sure I'm following along so okay King David um was actually Pharaoh Tutmosis the third, and King David actually lived. Um, about five hundred years.
2: Pro- 15, f- sorry, fifteen years before the, before the biblical uh, yes. the time for David.
0: Five hundred years, and so yeah. because the chronology is all jumbled up, instead of King David actually being a descendant from the line of um, uh, the tribe of Judah, he is actually he would actually then be the father of Isaac. And he would therefore be, he would be the father of the tribe of, uh, all of the tribes of Israel.
2: Exactly. I mean, he is the father of Israel. I mean, Isaac is the father of Jacob, who became known as Israel. Yes. So in reality, Israel was was the son of, of Egyptian Pharaoh. So he was the father of Isaac, rather than being one of his descendants, you see, and the father of the Israelites. Right, and now, that's the whole thing that maybe later on biblical narrators wanted to hide this fact that their great grandfather was really an Egyptian pharaoh.
0: So, right the, that the and that the tribes of Israel actually have their roots in in Egypt. Uh,
2: their, their mother was uh, Sarah, the Hebrew, and their father was, was and and they, I mean again, you see the The promise of, of the Empire inheriting the Empire was not Abraham had a, a, a Ishmael from Hagar, right. the Egyptian, and had another six sons from a woman he married called Kutura from northern Hijaz Hejaz in Arabia. You see, he has seven other sons that Isaac. nevertheless, the promise of inheritance of the land between the, the uh, Euphrates and Egypt is only for Isaac and his descendants, because he, he was all, of course, the heir of the Pharaoh. This is a, I mean, there are many uh, indications in the Bible. Even uh, the Talmuds have a story uh, to say that uh, when Abraham was celebrating the birth of his son, the people uh, of the town laughed and said he didn't even look like him they doubted that he was his son you see and uh, so I think the great grandfather of the Israelite Israel is the son of Egypt this is the whole thing of the Egyptian pharaoh another story in the Talmud says that when Sarah uh, learned that uh, uh, Abraham took Isaac her son to be slaughtered uh, I mean, uh, uh, in Jerusalem, she died. She, he, she, she died because of that when he heard this news. So all indications uh, is the fact that Isaac uh, was the son of, of Thutmose III who established the empire between the river. And this co- is confirmed. I mean, only there we can find evidence of the empire uh, 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 that the Bible talks about for David, between the, the Euphrates uh, and the borders of Egypt.
0: Right, because, be, and, and you mentioned the, the the river Euphrates as being the sort of the easternmost part of the empire, uh, and as further evidence of your theory, uh, there, nowhere in the Bible does it talk about King David's empire extending that far east, correct? Uh, it, it,
2: it's extending from the Euphrates, uh, northern Syria, to the borders of Egypt. It doesn't go to Persia or or, or Iraq or, or, no, it's only uh, the exact, the exact uh, empire is established by Tuthmosis III.
0: Okay, but you also, I believe in your book, The Egyptian Origins of King David and the Temple of Solomon, suggest that King David of the Old Testament is really a composite not only of uh, Tuthmosis III, but one other individual.
2: Not really. The thing is, uh, uh, he, he was a young boy. He was born. He was born to his father was Thutmose the second. He was not the heir, the, the real heir. His his stepmother was Hatshepsut, Queen Hatshepsut. And when his father, before his father, died, he wanted to make sure that his son, uh, uh, I mean the said, who was not the son of of Hatshepsut, the queen, was the son of an ordinary woman. He wanted to make sure that he will follow him on the throne. But in the Egyptian uh, uh, situation, uh, the throne is inherited through the female line, not the male line. So whoever marries the eldest daughter of Pharaoh will have the right to sit on the throne. But uh, Hatshepsut refused to let Tosmos is the third marry her daughter. So he had no right to follow the throne. So what uh, 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 his father did uh, 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 to Moses II he took him to the temple of, of Amun. And there the priest carried the uh, the image of Amun, the Lord Amun and they turned around in the, in the temple and they came to the boy he was young at the time, about five years old. And they took him and put him on the throne, so he was in a way uh, adopted uh, by, by because in in in, in Egyptian tradition, uh, Amun the god Amun uh, in, uh, owns the land of the two lands of Egypt, and nobody uh, could sit on the throne of Egypt unless he was a son of Amun, the son of God, and because Amenhotep said his his mother was not the heiress. So he, had, he was not a legitimate son of Amun. So in this case, he had to be adopted by Amun as to being his son. And we have a story even written in the, in, in, in the Karnak Temple in the world that he was ushered to the heaven. He went to heaven, uh, uh, to the throne of, of Amun, who himself told him, you are my son, in adoption situation, and gave him th- this uh, snake, uh, on his head to be uh, to crown as a king. But because he was young, when his father died, Queen Hatshepsut, his stepmother, did not allow him any power at all. She put him aside, and only after her death he started to uh, move to, uh, I mean, uh, Canaan first, then Syria, uh, and, uh, to establish... Uh, because his grandfather, Thutmose I, did establish a, a great empire uh, from the Euphrates to the Nile. However, he did not put garrisons uh, in this different position. He did not confirm the, the rule all over the place. And when, uh, with time, the ruler, local rulers uh, kicked out the Egyptians. So he wanted to reestablish. Uh, his great father empire, and he this time, I mean, for the first I mean war, he he, he had uh, is in Har in, Har-Mageddon, in a, a position in northern Israel now called Har which is the, the the Mount of 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 Magiddon, you see, and in this war he fought about three hundred kings of, of the whole. Uh, Syria and who gathered uh, to fight him uh, and see. and he won. I mean, this is why this Mageddon, Armageddon is is is, is promised the, uh, at the end of days when when Jesus is supposed to come back. I mean, this is the final uh, position war that he has to fight against evil. You see, right? Uh, so uh, he's a son of David from the line of David, uh, Jesus. Uh, this is the whole thing I mean, confirming, uh, I mean, I mean, all modern uh, archaeologists, even the Israelites, the Israelis archaeologists, uh, because they didn't find any evidence at the time of 10th century BC to confirm the story, biblical story about David, they said this is uh, uh, fantasy. It's not true. They, they they completely dismissed it as as to be uh, a fiction, not a history. Right. But they just weren't
0: looking. They weren't looking for King David in the right time or the right place. Hi friends, if you're a fan of this podcast or my weekly radio program, The Conspiracy Show, or my YouTube channel, Strange Planet, I hope you'll consider becoming an official donor. A donation of $50 a month places you in the star chamber. $20 a month is the whistleblower tier. And a donation of just $10 per month makes you a truth seeker. Star Chamber and Whistleblower members can participate in an exclusive monthly online chat or video conference with me. And all donors are entered into a monthly draw for Strange Planet merchandise. Any monthly amount is welcome and greatly appreciated. Since YouTube demonetized my channel, I need your support more than ever. To become an official donor, go to patreon.com forward slash strange planet, patreon.com forward slash strange planet
1: in another reality richard is a very strong and handsome man just not in our reality although i heard somebody passing him in the hall the other day and uh, good good a handsome man richard is i made that up conspiracy unlimited with richard Serrett.
0: Ahmed Osman, the author of The Egyptian Origins of King David and the Temple of Solomon, is here. Let me see if there's some other parallels that sort of confirm the theory. Uh, so, for example, King David was said to have ruled uh, Judea, uh, Judah and, Isra- Judea rather, and Israel um, for about 40 years. So, And he died on the throne when he was 70. Does this parallel to Moses III's reign of the empire?
2: Yeah, at uh, reign was it was about 50 years really. He reigned for 50 years, not for 40 years. Yeah, I mean, uh, but uh, even the story of of uh, of uh, uh, Pharaoh and uh, the the Sarah. The I mean, we have uh, another in the story of uh, a biblical story. We have a similar story. That David went to Jerusalem when, when his army was, I mean, uh, waiting uh, surrounding a, a city. And he went to, uh, on top of his house and looked over and he saw a, a woman, bathing woman uh, next to him. And he liked her and he invited her and he made love to her. Bathsheba. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and he married her and he wanted her and he called her uh, uh, i mean her um, uh, I mean, uh, husband from the border from the battle and uh, and eventually he, he sent him to be killed
0: right His, I mean, bathsheba was married and her husband and her, was her husband was a hittite uriah
2: was uriah and uriah if you look at uriah uh, uriah means the, the man of ur and the man of Ur was Abraham. Abraham came from Ur. Even the name of her husband uh, uh, represents Abraham. Urea. Ur is the city. Urea, the man from Ur, you see. Ah. So the, this, uh, he, 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 he married a woman. I mean, he was already married to another man. This is the same situation according to the Bible that, uh, I mean, David uh, had the same, very same situation.
0: So you're saying Bathsheba then, was Sarah. Bathsheba was was Sarah.
2: Was in fact in, in historical terms, Sheba was was Sarah. Yes, she's a married woman who married I mean, she married Ab- uh, Uriah and uh, and David at the same time.
0: And Uriah was I mean, and Uriah was was Abraham, the man from Ur. Ur.
2: It, it, the Bible says that Abraham came from Ur, was right. born in Ur. Right. Uriah is a man of Ur okay
0: what about the parallels yeah, yeah. with with um, of course david battled the uh, philistines and recaptured the ark of the covenant which had been taken uh, from the israelites during a battle when king saul was still the king of, of israel uh, and of course king david supposedly recaptured the ark of the covenant is there anything in pharaoh tutmosis the third story that parallels that story
2: Yeah, if you go back to the Bible and read the story that uh, David took the 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 ark to Jerusalem, it does not say that this was the ark of the covenant. Ark of the covenant is the ark uh, of Moses. They say the ark of the Lord, the ark of the Lord. And here we find yes, we find the similar situation when when uh, Tutmosis III went to battle in in the. in Canaan, he took with him the ark of the god, of his god Ammon. You see, and when the he surrounded the city, of I mean, his his army was around the city. He he went with his own men, only his to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the only city. It was not called Jerusalem at the time it's called, called Kadesh he went there and the, 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 because of the high land and the rock over there was a holy rock for the local people he put the ark of uh, of his uh, lord of his god Ammon on the very same place because uh, this was the holy place in in in, in this Kadesh which became known as uh, or Jerusalem after that, or Jerusalem, and because the king has to do uh, it every morning that he can, I mean, perform uh, rituals uh, uh, in front of, of the of the god. You see, he took he took uh, uh, the, uh, some of his uh, guards and he went to Jerusalem for six months. He stayed there until the city. Uh, was uh, about to fall and he, he went. So he took the Ark of the Lord, of the God. I mean, in the Bible, okay, they talk about the Ark. It is assumed that he was talking about the same uh, Ark, but it, it says the Ark of, of the Lord, the Ark of God, not the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of Covenant is a different thing altogether. Aha! Yeah, yes, took the third, went to Jerusalem, and took the ark of Ammon, and he was the first one to put his ark on the top of of the rock, the holy rock of Jerusalem.
0: We haven't touched on King David's son, King Solomon. So King Solomon then, if if it following your theory, would have been one of the sons of Pharaoh uh, the III, correct?
2: Yeah, he, he was not his son. He was his great uh, uh, grandson, and uh, I, I mean, Hoti the third. We have I mean, Hoti the third, who inherited this great empire. It, the, his time was the time of peace. Uh, if you look at the original name of Solomon, is not his name was not Solomon. He was Judah. He became known as Solomon because he was the king of peace. I mean, Hotepibre said was also the king of peace. That's why during his time, Jerusalem was came to be. I mean, it, it's called was called Kadish, and during the time from the Amarna tablets, from we have a historical text writing, the city of, of uh, Kadish became known as Jerusalem. At the time of III. this king exactly exa- all what is written about. Uh, uh, Solomon, in the Bible, we find in the uh, in the time of Amenhotep the he ruled the whole empire, the empire established by David. He was a uh, he he had a lot of harem, many foreign princess. He married many foreign princesses, including the daughter of Pharaoh, and he he uh, worshipped. Yeah, you you have something very strange in the Bible about about uh, Solomon because although he built the, the temple of, of God you see they say that because of his foreign wives he also worshipped other gods how can <laughs> the, the, the king who established the temple the temple of God worship other gods here we find the third, who worshipped the gods of Egypt his son Akhenaten Introduces a monotheistic, the monotheistic uh, religion of the one God, Aten, and we find the III, although worshipping the Egyptian gods, also worshipping the one God, Aton. Yeah, I mean exactly the same as in the case of Solomon. He had many, lot of gold, and he built many temples. He he established the III was the first one really to build a small temple in Jerusalem on the rock because he had a, a military garrison in Jerusalem. And for this military, Egyptian military garrison, he built a small temple uh, all, uh, around the rock. The rock became the holy of holies of the first temple. And But he, his main temple that is mentioned in the Bible this was described in the Bible with the... Uh, with the two pillars is really uh, not in Jerusalem. It is found in Egypt.
0: Ah, now I I neglected to ask you one more thing about King David, and that is: yeah. Was uh, Pharaoh Thutmose the Third a musician? Was he a was he a poet? Did he write the Psalms?
2: No, we don't know anything about that of him. But there is another point I have to tell you about it. I mean, uh, he, uh, King David, in the Bible, is the only king who is said to be uh, 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 the son of God. Hmm. He, I mean, the son of God has nothing to do with the Old Testament. They don't know anything about the son of God. God has no son. But King David is described as being, God tells him, you are my son. Exactly as the Egyptian Pharaoh. King David was the son of God
0: fascinating
2: i mean because it's the bible which is very strange because the bible the hebrew bible does not regard that god has a son
0: right right although christians believe that the new testament is concealed uh, in the
2: old testament yes one of the so i believe that all the, the the what in the, what in the bible stories all the biblical stories are, have the original historical but, uh, origin, or uh, the only thing the, the the Bible confuses the chronology of the events, and the whole story, the whole story, uh, is found uh, during the time of the eighteenth century, uh, the eighteenth dynasty of Egyptian rule, from the fifteenth century B.C. to the end of the fourteenth century B.C. Right, we right. have the whole account uh, of, of the Bible. Confirmed by history, it was history. Only the chronology was confused. So when the when the archaeologists looked at the different at a different time at a different location, they found nothing. But when they looked at the same time, you find everything written in the Bible. You find it in archaeology during the time of uh, most of the third.
0: So aside from. Reordering the chronology and um, the ancestors now become Egyptian. the The forefathers of the the tribes of Israel are Egyptian. Does it does this do anything to challenge the divinity of Jesus? Does it do anything to challenge the establishment of Israel in your mind?
2: On the contrary, it does. It confirms. <laughs> it does not challenge it. It confirms the divinity. Uh, the origin of Israel and uh, the 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 confirmed the divinity of Jesus. I mean, uh, I mean, divinity is a is a is a kind of a spiritual kind of thing. It's a relation between man and God, and it was in Egypt, really. Uh, we, we, if you want to look at the divinity, we have to go to Egypt, uh, not to uh, Palestine, because you see, it, it was in Egypt that during the time of the build pyramid builders that Egyptians realized recognized that humans have two dimensions one spiritual, the ka and ba, and one physical and the physical one can disappear but if they keep it by uh, through mummification and burial with the uh, i mean book of the dead spells uh, uh, the the spirit they believed can come back uh, uh, and uh, resurrection takes place. This is the first i didn't see no other nation in even the uh, Israelites, even Moses himself, never spoke about about the spirit. Uh, 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 later on, I mean, uh, when Mo, at the time of Moses, Akhenaton, in my view, I mean, uh, he was able to recognize that not only humans have two dimensions, one is spiritual uh, and and one physical, but the, the universe, the cosmos itself. Uh, the physical cosmos has a spiritual dimension. He called atom. Atom, it, it means uh, uh, the, the light, the beams of light. He recognized uh, 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 the divinity as uh, that atom in light. Uh, uh, energy, it's energy. Even nowadays, they identify the power as energy, you see. Later on, during the first part of the Christian era, we have the third and final uh, movement that, you see, because when the Romans closed all the temples of Egypt, uh, except the Alexandria Temple, the Egyptians went uh, in the street with, looking for salvation. And then to find uh, salvation, they did not find it. They, called, they were called the Gnostics, you see, the, the people who looked for knowledge, but not a physical, uh, I mean knowledge, not scientific knowledge. That's spiritual knowledge. So uh, they eventually realize that you don't really have to be mummified uh, to be able to live the second life. Uh, 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 I mean, they realize that within you, the, within human beings, uh, there is a, 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 the spirit, and the spirit of man is, is in fact, part of the universal spirit. So, uh, I mean, Jesus say, believe in me and you will never die. Because when, if you believe uh, that Jesus, w- this is not historical. Nobody saw Jesus resurrected except of Mary Magdalene uh, when she said that. But you see, if you can believe, if you can, anybody can, it's a belief, it's not science, it's not uh, knowledge uh, uh, through physical uh, I mean, uh, senses. But if you were to believe, then there and then, if you believe that the dead person has risen, you have, the, your third eye has opened. And you can see that you, you can see your, 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 the, the spirit within you. And that this spirit is part of the universal power, universal light. So there is no death. Death is the physical body dies, but uh, the spirit the light goes back to the universal God. I mean, salvation, uh, Christian salvation is so much confirmed, not uh, denied by this. Uh, and uh, again, the Israelite, I mean, the Israelis and Israelite uh, history, they become, I mean, uh, uh, if you look at the history of the modern Israel, for instance, you find a kind of love-hate relationship with Egypt. It's because, as I said in my beginning of my book, is that Israel is the son of Egypt, the illegitimate son of Egypt, who challenged his father to accept him.
0: Ah, interesting, yeah. interesting. You know, what stands out to me is I mean, if this is true, uh, it, to me, you know, if Egypt um, sort of is the, the birthplace then of, of Christianity and the tribes of Israel, it really ought to, to, to pull pull Israel, uh, Christians, and Egypt closer together?
2: The whole thing together. We have to destroy the barriers. These barriers are not mentioned. I mean, when we go through our roots, we find the whole thing clear. We find that we are all brothers. We are all together. We have the same family. We are the same people. I mean, yes, as you say.
0: Fascinating. Well, Ahmed, Osman, thank you so much. And um, how can people get a hold of this book, The Egyptian Origins of King David and the Temple of Solomon?
2: It is in Amazon and uh, in, uh, in all the major bookshops in America. And obviously it's published by inner traditions, inner traditions in America.
0: Yes. Thank you so much, Ahmed. Great to meet
2: you. Thank you. All
0: right, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll be back with a few words about the next episode of Conspiracy Unlimited. Hey, this is Tony Merkel, host of The Confessionals, a blog talk radio podcast that brings you weekly interviews with eyewitness accounts of strange and unexplained events. From paranormal activity to UFO encounters to Bigfoot sightings, step into The Confessionals as we explore mysterious real life stories. Check us out on your favorite podcast app or theconfessionalspodcast.com. Many thanks to Conspiracy Unlimited for having me on the air. I'll see you all on The Confessionals. Next time, a former Playboy model returns to the Playboy Mansion to investigate a possible haunting. He was telling me about spots that I did not know about that they specifically blocked off in the basement and said that, oh, that doesn't go anywhere when they actually did. A
2: lot of people have a lot of stories, and especially the staff. I guess some of the staff were just too afraid to even go into certain rooms alone.
0: Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now.